Yes, welcome to the Fantasy Wildcard DFS show. Ali Kevin Mags back for week six. Gentlemen, how was your week five in DFS and how are you? Really good, thanks. Yeah, I'm talking about me, but yeah, DFS week five was, um, yeah, a little bit below where I wanted to be. I had some really amazing picks, but a, a lot of trash ones in there as well. So, looking to rebound in week six and feeling good about the slate this week. How about you, Max? Yeah, you know, I actually had a, such a busy week, I didn't really get a chance to enter as many, many things as I wanted, but. I, mean, I got absolutely shafted. I got not to lie. Scored really well in some cash lineups and just came up against people with Jamar Chase when I didn't have him. So it's just the way it goes sometimes, right? Hundred percent. That that cash line was absolutely brutal this week. Uh, quite often your cash was one hundred and thirty. You scored one hundred and fifty. You missed the cash line this week, and yeah. it's just the way it goes. But process was there. If you score one hundred and fifty every week, you're going to cash most weeks. So keep it up. And we'll get into it right now. So we're going to be guiding you through the main slate over at DraftKings for each week of the season. So now entering week six, it is a great slate. Um, we're now going to be highlighting our key plays each position for both cash and tournament contests. So first we start with the cash lineup. So typically going for popular plays, high ownership, players with a high weekly floor. Um, we're only looking to try and beat half the field to cash. And perhaps we need to score 160 just in case. <laughs> so, yeah, boys, over to you. So, Kev, with the quarterback position, who's your two quarterbacks you want to highlight? Yeah, I think you said a couple of really interesting things about cash then, about popular plays, high ownership percentage. Uh, it just screamed the first guy to me with who he's playing. It's, uh, it's Matt Stafford <laughs> against the Cardinals. So I think Cardinals are going to be popular every week in terms of cash. Um, QBs, uh, I do like to not pay top, top dollar at QB in cash just because it's going to give you a more balanced roster overall. You can spend um, pretty equally all over the place. So Matt Stafford, 6,100, makes sense. Like you say, if, you, if you're needing three X from your lineup for your 50, 50K to hit 150, you need 18, 19 points from Stafford. I think if the Cardinals can stay in it, which I'm hoping the Cam Dogs have flashed a little bit in time, he's going to hit 18, 19 points in my opinion. So he's the first guy. I'm really into this week. And then second guy, um, yeah, shooting really low down in the barrel here. Uh, Gardner Minshew, 5,000, revenge game at the Jags. Uh, <laughs> I do like it as a as a potential shootout. Uh, people might be scared uh, a little bit about no Anthony Richardson, but Minshew's looked fine in, in the games that he's played. And 5,000, I wouldn't let that put you off in, in cash lineups. You can... Aim low. Um, if you played Howell a couple of weeks ago in cash with the Simmer price, you've done great. And like I mentioned, 5,000. Can Gardner Minshew get you 15 points this week? I, I'd be very hopeful it can do that for you. So, uh, yeah, I think it could be chalky, but regardless of how it goes, if he has a poor week and half field's got him, you're still going to be in an all right spot because you've not fallen behind too many. Whereas if you, you don't play many goes off, uh, then... The, the rest of the field's got a massive advantage over you at a cheap price where you're having to play catch-up uh, with um, a player that you'll, you'll have spent more money on. So, yeah. Stafford and Minshew in cash for me. Yeah, absolutely love both these picks. Matt, Matt Stafford, to me, should be more expensive. He should be up towards the 7K mark just because of the weapons that he's got now. I mean, he's not thrown as many touchdowns as he would have liked this season. 
but the yardage has been there. The Rams' offense has been has looked great, keeping up with the Eagles. It was a it was a good game last week. Um, he's obviously got his touchdown machine back in Cooper Cup. So with Cooper Cup and Puka, the stack and possibilities are there. Not so much in cash, but just the six thousand one hundred is is mispriced going up against a Cardinals team that themselves can put up points. Um, really like that matchup. And then Gardner Minshew as well at 5K against the Jags. And I just think it allows you to do so much to, to have the studs in your lineup, like like the Tyreek Hills, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah, absolutely love it. Gardner Minshew's one of the best backups, if not the best backup in the NFL. He could probably be a starting quarterback somewhere. He he is really that good. And we love rooting for him because he's, he's a good-looking dude with a tash. <laughs> and, yeah, let's, let's root for him in our, in our cash lineups this week. So we'll move on to the runner back cash plays and over to you, Mags. I mean, how do you not go from one good looking dude to the Tash to another there, Ali? Come on. I mean, that is just, you've got to have that as a transition for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> what are you talking what, about? Raheem Mostert. Uh, well, well, I mean, maybe, yeah, Raheem Mostert. I was going to say his, his brother in arms, you know, Devon, Devon going down, but Bubba Raheem, he's still here and he's going to smash. Once again, he's at 6,400 up against Carolina, who just, I mean, they look awful, don't they? They look locked in to be that that number one pick. So I think Raheem Mostert is an easy play here at 6,400, easy money there. And the second one I've got for you is, I mean, a guy who's on pace for a million touchdowns. Like, he's just, he won't <laughs> stop scoring. David Montgomery, quite pricey. I mean, 7,300 if he thought he was going to be that price, you know, at the start of the season. You'd be slightly confused, but he's going up against Tampa Bay, who I've played, you know, even above your expectations, Ali, I would say. But I mean, he's just going to find the end zone probably, right? Which is going to be all you need really for that running back position. So I expect Montgomery to play well too. Yeah, really like both of these plays. Raheem Mostert is just going to absolutely smash this week against Carolina. It's not, it's not even going to yeah. be pretty. With, I mean, if A Chan was in, Raheem Mostert's still a really good play, but with with A Chan out. I just think at 6,400, it's so underpriced. And yeah, you, you need him in your lineups because we've seen him already have a, what, a four touchdown game earlier this season. And I mean, it's not outside the realms of possibility that he has three touchdowns against Carolina and then they probably rest him. They're going to be up so much at home. I think he's going to have to be in all your lineups because most people are going to have him. And then David Montgomery again, keep him, keeping him red hot. 7,300, his price is getting up there, but I mean, it deserves to be there because um, Gibbs has been inactive and Montgomery's had all of the work, all of the goal and work. And it just looked great. He's looked almost more explosive than he than he has before. And that offensive line is, has been awesome. Maybe the best in the NFL bar, the, the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Bucks have been, we, we've been fine against the run, but probably not as good as we used, used to be. And Montgomery, he's going to score a touchdown this week. So in your cash plays, it's a, it's a great play. So we're going to move on from one stud in UMAGs to two yes. that I'm going to talk about. My wide receivers, I mean, how can you not have this guy in your lineup? Tyreek Hill, the most expensive wide receiver on the slate at 9,300 um, against Carolina in that matchup. I just think, especially now without Justin Jefferson, who's on IR, it was always... The last few weeks is which one of these can you fit in your lineup? Well, you don't have to make that pick now because everybody's going to have Tyreek Kill in cash. You just don't want to miss out on owning Tyreek Kill. I mean, he this guy was only on the field for 46% of snaps 
against the Giants, and he still destroyed them. <laughs> um, so yeah, in cash, if you draft if you draft Tyreek Hill, and you just need to find ways to get him in your team. It's just as simple as that. You just get him in, and you build around him because he has the ability to to just up the cash the, the cash line himself. He's been that good this year. Um, Panthers have generally been good against wide receivers because teams don't even have to really throw them. They've been running running the ball. But um, but Tyreek Hill is good for a touchdown and 100 to 150 yards this week, which will be good enough, for, you, for hopefully, for you to cash. And then if not, this other guy, Jamar Chase, at 8,300, so a whole $1,000 cheaper against Seattle. This is a guy that broke the slate this week with three touchdown performance. Setting some Bengals records along the way, I think, the, the 15 catches. Mr. I'm always open, 19 targets. He was always open, 15 catches, 192 yards. The poor Cardinals couldn't do anything about it. And again, they're probably missing T. Higgins again this week. That would equal Chase being hyper-targeted. Yeah. Um, it's a great matchup as well on paper because Seattle have given up the most points to fantasy wide receivers this this season so far so it's an easy smash for me i think seattle have the ability to put up points themselves so it's personally a game that i'm i'm targeting quite heavily this week because i think it will be a fairly high over under so we'll move on to the flex position and over to you kev yeah so flex uh, like we said in cash it's it's fine to have running backs in this spot but i'm picking two wide receivers um on this week's show so first guy Glendale Brown, Hollywood Brown, call him whatever you want, but I think he's going to help you hit the green this week. So, um, 5,300 is at the Rams. It's a game where I expect the Rams to, to be in the lead, to be setting up a favourable environment for him to play from behind. In terms of the one-to-one matchup, it is more difficult than, than you would require, but look at what Brown's on this season. He's been so consistent. He's had four games over 50 yards. He's had three games with 10 targets. I think... At that price, fifty three hundred, it's 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 giving you the ability to go for these big hitters, your hills, your chases, etc. So someone that's really interesting for me, someone that's really safe, which is what you wanted in cash. Second guy, Drake London, four thousand eight hundred at the um, he's playing against the Commanders. I think when you come to cash, have a look on your DraftKings. You see anybody that's in green in terms of the the who they're playing, the ranking, the facing, the easy matchups are going to really stand out. It's going to um, play on people's minds. It's uh, something graphical. It's something that attaches you to, to picking the the easy matchups in cash, really, because uh, that's essentially where you're going to get uh, the most popular play. So he's won at four thousand eight hundred. It's coming off a big game. Uh, last time we saw the Commanders, which yes, it what it will have been what ten days since the last game. They got absolutely hosed by Fields and the Bears at home. So yeah, I think it's going to be a really popular play. Not saying I'm a huge, huge straight London fan. There is some volatility there in the sense of the Falcons and what uh, Artie Smith wants to do with with that offense in any given week. How many targets he wants to give him? I know London's had a, um, a couple of games where he's barely seen anything, but I, I think at that price and based on the matchup, based on um, sort of the commanders as well, and, and last week, he's going to be popular. He's going to be in a lot of people's flexes, so jump on board. Yeah, I love both of these picks. Hollywood Brown has just been Mr. Consistent all season. You mentioned the last four games, 17.4 points, 17.1, 16.6, 16.1 points. You'll take that. That's that's 3x every single week of his value. So 
that's going to help you cash. Good matchup as well. You mentioned the, the quarterback that you're targeting in Matt Stafford. There's going to be points in this game. And Marquise Brown has been the, the wide receiver one for the, the Cardinals, for Dobbs. And he's looked really good. He's looked really, really good. So I love that. And then Drake London, I think his price, it just continues to come down. And uh, you'd love to see Desmond Ritter actually air the ball out more this week, which was a bit of a surprise, throwing over 300 yards. Didn't think he had it in him, but you'd love to see that. Uh, interesting that they traded for Van Jefferson today, which signals that, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is a team that doesn't really throw to the wide receiver, but are they possibly going to change tactic a little bit heading into the rest of the season? Who knows? But but Drake London is a stud at 4,800. You you love people where they're the talent. It, it seems to be mispriced for the talent of Drake London. Um, 4,800. It allows you to fit a lot more people in, in your lineups. Um, love that because he's got the ability to go off and the commanders with Sam Howe will, will put up points. So I love both them picks. Moving on to the tight end position, which is Pretty difficult at the minute, but Mags, you found a couple of players that are going to help you cash this week. Yeah, I'm glad you, you teed that up a little bit, Ali, there. It, it has been pretty difficult. We talked about it in the Dynasty show just yesterday about how it's a bit of like a, a bit of a wasteland out there, right? So I've kind of picked two players here. One is what is the best matchup on paper for me? That's TJ Hawkinson at 6,600 up against the Chicago Bears because we've talked about it before. The Bears suck. They're terrible. Hawkinson's probably going to do really well. Justin Jefferson is out. I mean, it all matches up perfectly for Hawkinson to have a big week. But probably where I'm going to be more inclined to go this week is actually down the cheaper route because we talked about all these other guys that you want in your team. You're going to need Tyreek Hill in your team. You're probably going to need Raheem Mostert in your team. If you could fit Jamar Chase in, fair play to you as well. That would be great. So you're going to need to save or not save. You're going to need to sacrifice something somewhere, and it might be the tight end position. So I find someone at 3,500 in Logan Thomas coming off a really big week, going into play against the Falcons, who aren't going to put up too much of a fight on defense. They have got one really good corner in AJ Terrell, but he's not going to be around Logan Thomas too much at all. So I expect him to be heavily targeted to be a pretty good option at 3,500. Yes, it's a really good price, 3,100. I always love to just to see the, the cheap tight ends that are possibly going to give you production where you can get away with fitting more studs in your lineup. Logan Thomas, I saw a, tw a quote today or yesterday saying that he's their Travis Kelsey and they're willing to, to use him in, in ways like Travis Kelsey. And <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty funny, but the when you look at Sam Howell, I think he did he throw for 300 odd yards or he had a huge amount of pass opportunity. I think it was 51 pass attempts the other night and it was less than like 20% or 30% went to wide receivers. It was, or or the two studs in, um, he's got there in Johan Dotson. Um, it, so they're targeting the tight end position. So yeah, I love that pick. And, and TJ Hogson, it's about time he bounced back. And Chicago Bears, they're putting up plenty of points at the minute. So this could be, this could be a game where both teams are desperate and it could be high scoring. And TJ Hogson, yeah, he's due to bounce back and to have a couple of touchdowns. Why not against the chart the Chicago Bears um, in Chicago that are going to put plenty of points? I'm trying to think of the like if Logan Thomas is Travis Kelsey, then who is Taylor? Is it like Taylor Swift for him, like JoJo or something? Right, <laughs> <laughs> like a real cheap one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll perhaps think of that at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
we'll we move on to the the defense. I've been tasked with the defense this week. Um, I've gone for it's a bit of a struggle this week where the the, the real cheap options where I love to, to to hang out and and draft and pick these real cheap defenses. There's only one standing out this week, so I've had to go for a bit more expensive this week at 3500. The Miami Dolphins. I do really like this matchup for the Dolphins. 14 point favorites, massive favorites. Carolina are likely to be playing from behind all game. Bryce Young, we've talked about, he's struggling this this season. Um, obviously, Adam Thielen is doing well, but he's really struggling under pressure. And when the Dolphins are going to be up by so much, that's when turnovers can happen, when he's forcing the ball to these wide receivers, like Jonathan Mingo, that's not performing well. That's when turnovers can happen. I think the Dolphins are due for a couple of turnovers in this game. I think um, I'm just targeting at the minute struggling quarterbacks is, is where I want to go with my defences. And, and Bryce Young fits that mould perfectly right now as a quarterback that's struggling, that's going to want to show something. The Dolphins allow people to score points on them, but they'll be able to make forced turnovers in, in this matchup. Then my alternative defence is Jacksonville Jaguars at 3,400 against the backup in um, Gardner Minshew. And talking about a Jacksonville defence that really stopped Josh Allen in his tracks this week in London. Didn't look great for, for Josh Allen or the Bills. They looked sluggish, whether it was the jet lag or whatever. But the Jacksonville Jaguars just pounced all over them. And the team that's now got momentum, three and two, they've won back-to-back games. And they've also caused five turnovers in the last two games, um, forced a couple at the weekend against the Bills and three in the game previous. And yet against Gardner Minshew, who's been been playing fine, but we all know that he can have a blow-up game where he throws free picks. And it could be the game in Jacksonville in this um, division shootout um, at the weekend. So 3,400 for, for Jacksonville Jaguars. I think that's appealing for me. So we'll move on to the tournament picks of the GPP lineups where we're looking for now lower overall players um, with unique plays, uh, stacks and correlations for days. And obviously we're trying to be first place in these these contests. So um, Kev, over to you at the quarterback position. Um, who have you got? Yeah, so I'm going to attack the highest over under on the slate. So these guys are going to be popular, but I think with both these guys is going to be options to build unique lineups on the back of them whether it be the stacks or the the run backs or bring backs whatever you want to call them if you want to double these guys as well so yeah justin fields and kirk cousins are the ones for me justin fields 7300 against the vikings we know in any given week he's got qb1 overall ceiling which that's what you want in tournaments, someone that can really hit the heights uh, in a in a high score game where they are likely playing from behind but then again, maybe they're actually on the front foot and slinging it themselves against the Vikings. The Vikings team, but yeah, the, in terms of the defence, they got lit up by DeAndre Swift, but other than that, they've been pretty decent most of the year in terms of holding running backs and making it more of a pass funnel type, which is great for the QBs on the other side. And then Kirk Cousins, um, again, 7,100. 7, it's, um, it's a price that's appealing. For him to hit a 30-point game, it's not out of the realms of possibility. You are going to need a little bit of luck with that, probably four touchdowns because he's not bringing a lot on the ground. So I think if you're taking Cousins, rather than just stick one guy with him, like a, I don't know, an Addison, you might want to stick a second guy with him, which I'm sure his name's going to come up a couple of times on this show tonight. So, uh, yeah, keep your eyes peeled for that. So, yeah, these are popular guys, but I think there's plenty of opportunity to get different um, alongside adding to these. 
Yeah, really like the the Kirk Cousins pick, and I think a lot of people will just be immediately scared of off Kirk Cousins just because of Justin Jefferson not not being available for the next four weeks. He's obviously elevated Kirk Cousins massively to start the season, um, so I think a lot of people will be put off. And I just think the the matchup with the Bears is so juicy. They drafted Jordan Addison in the first round. He's not, he now needs to step up. And um, there's other wide receivers there. There's obviously TJ Hawkinson, who's a stud himself. He could have a big game. I really like this matchup for for both quarterbacks. I think there's possibility that they're both going to go off. Justin Fields has been absolutely red hot lately, and surprisingly, just getting it done through the air, not on the ground, which is what he was doing last year, throwing so many touchdowns. It's unreal, really, having that link up with DJ Moore, who again is cheap enough. So there's plenty of stack opportunities in this game. There's plenty of bringbacks. And it allows you to be flexible at other positions as well. So you're not having to reach the heights of the really expensive quarterbacks. Um, but it's going to be a high over-under, so we like to target them in, in tournaments. And yeah, two really good picks. Max, over to you with the, the running back picks. And you're going for a real different one here. Hopefully you can pronounce his name. Yeah, we're, I'm going in for Amari Di Mercado. And the reason for that is... I. I seem to quite like doing this. I mean, running back goes out. People might be tentative about putting in the replacement, but I actually seen enough from Di Mercado when he came in to replace James Conner last week that I think he should be a really solid play. And at 4,900, I'm thinking the same kind of thing again here. I'm trying to fit in these big time hitters this week with Hill and with these other guys. I think Di Mercado is going to help you do that by slotting him in. And he might hit it big as well. The Arizona run game's actually been pretty good. Arizona have been much better than everybody thought. So I think Di Mercado's a pretty good pick there at 4,900. Second one, a bit more expensive at 6,700. It's a guy that's going sneakily under the radar for how well he is playing. It's Kenneth Walker. He's going up against the Cincinnati Bengals, who, while last week they looked a bit more like themselves, I think are still not fully back at the races. Walker, I think, is going to have a really good day. You know, he's playing well enough to keep someone like a Zach Charbonnet, who is a really good player, keeping him quiet. And, yeah, I expect Walker to do really well against the Bengals in what should be a pretty high-scoring game, which always will help Walker because he has that receiving ability sneakily under the radar as well. So look for him to do well. Yeah, it's been it's been a real surprise to me the start of the season for the usage of Kenneth Walker. I did... I was tempted to fade him really in the offseason because of Zach Charbonnet and I really liked him as a prospect. I thought that he's going to take a lot of receiving work there and and he'd be used a lot more, but it's just been the Kenneth Walker show. And and I mean, it's because he's been really good and he's been he's been dominating for fantasy on the ground. Looked great. So I, I love it. You're not having to pay the pay the top price for, for Kenneth Walker. You can fit him in. Um, and then equally, when you look at Cardinals running backs, it's been James Conner, who's been the cheap guy that enables you to to play these other these other studs, and he's given you a safe um, floor. Well, four thousand nine hundred again, that allows you to then reach out to a Tyreek Kill or someone like that. Um, yeah, really like the play. I think it's a sneaky play that a lot of people are talking about him because he did look he did look fine. But then when it comes to it, when you're putting your money where your mouth is. A lot of people might be put off because they've not seen too much of him. Um, and I think it's a good matchup against the Rams. I think that's going to be a high-scoring game. Yeah. So we'll move on to the wide receiver GPP plays. And this is my favourite my favorite pick of my players this week. It's DJ Moore, 6,500. 
versus the Vikings. And this is my guaranteed smash pick of the week. Lock it up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I locked up Zay Flowers last week. Wasn't exactly a smash, but 11 targets. It could easily have been a better game for, for Zay Flowers, but... Yeah, just looking at, at DJ Moore at 6,500. Nobody's got close to DJ Moore the past two weeks. He's had 19 targets, 361 receiving yards, and four touchdowns in the past two games. It's just been unreal. We just did not expect to see this after what we saw the first two or three weeks from the Bears. And now they've got the Vikings at home in an absolute great matchup. I just want to load up all my teams with with feels with DJ Moore in stacks, bring backs. Just think it's affordable. The ceiling is there for DJ Moore. We've seen it just dominating last week over 200 yards. So, yeah, that's my favourite pick of, of the week in a, in a really high over-under. And then I'm going to old man Phelan again. And I've got a feeling that Adam Phelan is going to have another <laughs> another good game. And his price just keeps creeping up. So 5900 but it's still really affordable. He just keeps getting it done. They're at Miami, so they're going to be playing likely from behind. He's the wide receiver 10 on the year. And since <laughs> he had a bad week one, but since week two, so week two to five, he's actually the wide receiver three in points <laughs> per game, averaging 23.7 points, PPR points per game, which is disgusting. But he's just been in all the winning lineups. And at sub 6K, you just have to get him in your lineups. He's so cheap. The matchup's great. See, so 14 point away dogs the Carolina are in Miami. You just know Miami's going to put up points for fun. Bryce Young is going to have to show something. He's going to have to be brave and throw a ton. Um, just the last three weeks 14 targets, eight targets, 13 targets. So, yeah, let's keep the good feeling going. Hey. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> And with that, we better quickly move to the, the flex position. And over to you, Kev. Oh, you give me a good feeling then with that, because I, uh, I love I love talking about Adam Feeling. Maybe I will do in a bit. But um, <laughs> two guys I have actually spoke about in GPP flex before, just really what I'm looking for in, in them profiles. We've got KG Osborne, 4,400 at the Bears. Um, this is probably going to be a chalky play with the, the Jefferson News, but... I think a lot of players will gravitate towards Hawkinson and Addison. So maybe not as chalky as you'd expect. He's, he's in a game environment where it's going to be uh, tons of passing, tons of opportunity for him to, to really smash. Like I say, if he gets 15 points, if he gets 20 points, that's, that's mega at that price. Um, other guys, A. Jones at 4,100 against uh, the Colts. Yeah, he, he had um, not many targets in London, but he did score a touchdown and look back to week one against the Colts. Same matchup. Had a pretty strong day in uh, in lieu of Christian Kirk doing anything. I think it'll revert back to what what worked in week one in the sense of the two wide receivers, um, Jones and Ridley, eating more than Kirk in this uh, in this scenario. So four thousand one hundred again. You do probably need a touchdown if you expect the Jags to walk away with it. But like I mentioned earlier, I think it's going to be a bit of a back and forth sort of game. It's a divisional game. They're not out of a play. Four thousand one hundred. He's someone that's in my play pool at uh, the flex position to uh, take advantage. Yeah, really like these. A couple of wide receivers that have the, the ceiling to do great in any week. Uh, I won't mention KJ Osborne too much because we might bring him up again in a minute. But Zay Jones, uh, yeah, just has the ability. I think in any week it could be a, a Calvin Ridley week. 
We saw Christian Kirk get a ton of targets. I think it may be in week two. Um, and Zay Jones has had a good week as well. So, uh, yeah, really like this. And at, at 4,100, I just think it gives you the, the ability to fit some studs in your lineup as well. Um, really like that player. I think he should be a little bit more expensive than that. So, might have a bit of Zay in my lineups this week. And then moving on to the tight end position, Mags, who have you got for us? Because it's been a struggle. Yeah, with, with tight end here, I'm just thinking, right, who's got an opportunity to be absolutely smash it and score more than one touchdown? And two names have popped out for me were, were Zach Ertz at 3,600. Pretty cheap option going up against the Rams. We've seen Zach Ertz do this time and time again, where it just every now and again, he will just explode out of nowhere and score huge. So we've seen a little glimpse last week with him catching a touchdown. So I think he's, he's coming on and coming back in a full fitness soon. So Zach Ertz has a chance to do that. And the second one, we've talked about this matchup a lot. It's against Minnesota. It's Cole Komet, who is at the Chicago Bears. 2,500 for Cole Komet. I mean, he's looking pretty good this year. I think that's a pretty good deal on him. He's got a chance to absolutely smash. And yeah, could be another guy that comes away with more than one touchdown, which is really what you're looking for at tight end. Yeah, I mean, Cole Komet, the tight end four of of the season. Yeah. You want these guys in, in the, the matchups that are going to be projected high over-unders, which this game is. He's got great chemistry with, with Justin Fields. Yeah, smash player. I, I still think 4,600 just allows you to to go elsewhere with, with your studs to pay up. And and Zach Ertz as well at 3,600. I think he scored his first touchdown last week. Um, you love to see it. He's been getting the, the absolute targets this, this year, but not had the touchdowns. But if he can now mix in the touchdowns as well, that really elevates his his uh, floor to, to a level that can that can really help you win a week. And 3,600 for a guy that's going to get between six and 10 targets is, is a great price. So I'll be tasked with the defense. So this is actually my favorite pick of the defense. And it, it's not a biased pick, I swear. Mm. It is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming off a buy at 2,300 against the red-hot Detroit Lions. And although I may think that the Lions could win this game, I do think the Buccaneers, who actually, before the bye, they had actually forced the second most turnovers uh, in the NFL. The defense has looked really good, and it's something that just not been used to. We've been taking the ball away every single game, multiple times. And Jared Goff, I like Jared Goff in DFS because you know what he is. It, when he's at home, when he's at home, he's an absolute stud. But when he's on the road, he struggles. So. Tampa Bay are going to pick him off, maybe once, maybe twice. They're going to force they're going to force a turnover or two. And at twenty three hundred, I think the slate is saying that Detroit Lions are going to be able to move the ball at will against the Buccaneers. But I just think it's not always going to be the case. I think the Buccaneers are playing great on defense. They're going to force a turnover or two. I just think at twenty three hundred, it's one of the cheapest prices on the slate. That allows you to do so much. So I really like that play. And the second one is. It's the Chicago Bears, which is a pretty, pretty <laughs> disgusting pick. It's a little bit more expensive at 2500 because they have been the joke of the NFL the first first two or three weeks. But I just think they're slowly starting to figure it out a bit on defense. They've had a lot of turnover. Um, they've sold a lot of their players off. Um, but they're figuring it out slowly. And obviously, Minnesota, they're not going to have Justin Jefferson, so he's not going to be destroying them this week. Um, and I just think that it's a bit of a contrarian play where... There's not going to be a lot of people on Chicago defense, so I think it's good to mix it up from that point of view. Um, and it can be an absolute lottery at, 
the defensive position. So if Chicago get up early, which could happen because their offense has been firing, Cousins has then got to rely on rookie Jordan Anderson, KJ Osborne, who's been a bit part player. That's when mistakes can happen, and um, Kirk Cousins could could start throwing picks. So, yeah, Chicago Bears, bit of a different but disgusting play. But who knows how it's going to go. So we'll move on to a new section where we're going to have our picks of the week. So this could be from any position. Um, Over to you, Kev. Who is your favourite pick of the week? Yeah, I really liked your pick of Adam Thielen. Um, Short receiver. Shock, yeah. Anybody that knows me, I love Adam Phelan. Um, I just think it can be played on his own if you, if you want to do that. But also, if you're playing any of the Dolphins, if you want to have most of them Phelan, that works. If you want to have Tyreek and Phelan, that works. Um, there is an alternative in Hayden Hurst on the Panthers as a bring back to whoever you're, you're playing on the Dolphins. But I just think with that with that volume, with that ceiling, I'm, I'm really happy to graft him at a really attainable price and you've got to think as well now that we're in bye weeks the the options at all positions is going to condense so you just want you just want to have good plays and you can mix in some uh, some shots as well but he's a guy that price wise ceiling wise i love him yeah i really like that pick as well but i'm, I'm gonna go actually with with another one that's been mentioned on the show, it's KJ Osborne going up against the Bears. And I like that because I think a lot of people will kind of shy away from that because Justin Jefferson's like we talked about that earlier. People might think that Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson are going to go there. So I think in your cash, no, in your tournament lineups, KJ Osborne could be a really good pick where people are kind of feeding him a little bit. And what I like from Osborne is whenever they need a first down or a big play, the name KJ Osborne is said a lot after that because that's usually who Kirk Cousins is looking for as the second read. So, you know, you do the maths, you take away the first read. Who's the second read? Do they become the first read? Maybe. But I think he's worth a shot. Yeah, love that. Love that 4,400. I'm going to have a bit of Osborne this week. Um, I'm going to round it up with someone that's really not performed at all to the level that we thought, but it's such a cheap price. So Jackson Smith and Jigba, I think coming off the bye, they're going to figure it out. They're going to want to get the ball to him and see why, tell people why they drafted him as the first wide receiver taken this year. But 3,600, I think it's such a cheap price where I think they're just going to feature him. And we know the talent. We know how good Jackson Smith and Jigba is. I think it's going to be a game where he sees eight targets. He could get on the score sheet. And, and have a touchdown. And I just think up against the Bengals, the Bengals figured it out. They figured it out last week. Joe Burrow looked really good. Obviously, Jamar Chase is is awesome. So there's going to be points in this game. And I just think JSN is going to get it done. And we're going to see the first week where perhaps the window is going to be sh- slammed shut on people trying to buy him because he might be entering the NFL properly in week six. So with that, Thank you for tuning in and be sure to follow us and subscribe on X and YouTube at Wildcard DFS and Fantasy Wildcard. And join us for our show every single Wednesday. And then also, excitingly, if you'd like to take part in our $5 entry winner, winner takes all Wildcard DFS money maker. And I mean, I have to just say this. Kev has won it. Mags has won it. Come on. Don't let me win it because... <laughs> I've been getting close. I've been getting close the last couple of weeks. 
Um, I'm going to win it this week. So, yeah, keep your eyes peeled for from Thursday onwards. And we're going to be putting some feelers out there, some links to, to join that. It's $5, winner takes all. Um, and the more entries, the bigger the prize. So, yeah, thank you once again. Have a good one. And we'll see you again soon. Bye.